you've been trapped in your building all morning with a window that never opens, come and stand under this tree and then you'll understand what this argument is all about. Welcome to Comfortable Place on the Couch, a short-run podcast exploring every Midnight Oil album in the year of their Great Circle Tour. My name is Darren Folds, and in the following months, I will be listening to plenty of albums and CDs and EPs and DVDs, all sorts of things, and I'll be doing it from my comfortable couch. And joining me every time will be my good buddy, Robin Harbrin. How are you doing tonight, Robin? I'm doing very well, Darren. There was the lightning. There was the thunder here in Thunder Bay. The thunder. I saw the lightning. It looked like it hit your house. You know, I installed that Faraday cage and it's already paying It is paying dividends. off big time. Yep. Right on. You know what I wanted to say? No. I made a point of listening to Blue Sky Mining today on my walk. Oh, yeah? Yeah, just, you know, because it's been a few weeks since At I've been having few. it playing constantly. Yeah. And so... And you felt about the same about I it. I felt about the same. Yeah. yeah it's... I like it, but yeah. yep, let's listen to something else now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's we're, good. We're looking forward to uh, yep. Earth, Sun, Moon next, but well, we just got to get through these these live... Some special things. Some special... Uh, tonight. Yeah. A very a special... Comfortable place on the couch. Yeah. So we're releasing the episodes a slightly slower rate during our summer. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Darren, you went... I was on vacation for, for a little bit Yeah, there so you and... took a big road trip where... Yeah. Just tell us where you went real um, quick. We did. We drove to Sault Ste. Marie. Yeah. Then from Sault Ste. Marie, we drove to Toronto, but we went via North Bay so that we could stop at the Screaming Skulls. Wow. Right by Burke's Falls, which were really cool. Yeah. We went down to Toronto, went up the tower, and we went to Canada's Wonderland, and then we went to Peterborough to visit some friends from there, which is east of Toronto a few hours, and then we drove... To London, Ontario, which is west of Toronto, a couple hours, yeah. and then we drove back up north. How many kilometers did you put on the car? I don't know. Oh, yep. I would guess around four thousand. Did anybody sing Sault Saint Marie when they went through? Unfortunately, no. That's hey, too you bad. know what, listeners, to comfortable place on the couch. Yeah, we didn't include it as a podcast, but we mentioned it in a podcast, and it's available on our show notes. We did like a special one-off kind of thing. Pretty early on in in the comfortable place on the yeah. couch days, right after we did our place without a postcard episode, we did like a, a an episode about like called not comfortable place on the couch. That's right, or Fe- uncomfortable. An uncomfortable. uncomfortable. It might have been that. Yes, <laughs> and it features uh, Robin's band's album, Place Without a Computer. So if you haven't checked that out yet, and you're into nerdy '80s computer stuff, or you just and- like hearing us talk. You might enjoy listening to this. Check out the show notes for Place Without a Postcard. You'll find a link to it. You can download it and give it a listen. Right on. Thanks, Darren. So you know what today is, Robin? It's the last Saturday in July in Thunder Bay. It is. And as we're recording this podcast tonight, it's Sunday in Australia. It is Sunday in Australia. And today is the King of the Mountain Race. Wow. It's going on. I think it's going on as we speak. It could be happening right now. It's, it's like, like it's 8 p.m. 
Thunder Bay time. Saturday evening here. Yep. So therefore it's about 14, 15 hours yeah. ahead. Sure. That puts us right at like 11 or 11 a.m. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> that puts us at 11 a.m. tomorrow. In We're Australia. In Australia. Oh, wow. And this so is awesome. They are running up the mountain as we speak. Mountain in the shadow of light. There it is. You wanted that. And the reason we're mentioning this because we got some business arising from the blue sky mine discussion as of this moment darren 155 comments mm. on the facebook thread on one of the multiple facebook one threads. of the multiple facebook thread this is the one about king of one of two yeah about whether we hate king of the mountain <laughs> or not I don't think I hate King of the Mountain. Yeah, I don't think I hate it either. It's kind of a catchy song. Yeah. We got into it in Toronto. Oh, yeah. They closed with it. They did. And we were into it. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not in my top 10. Even on Blue Sky Mining, it's probably not. <laughs> my, actually, I don't know about that. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Well, are there are there 11 songs on Blue Sky Mining? What could be worse? <laughs> is that what you're getting at? Well. The point is. The point is. It was interesting to see everybody share their opinions about whether they did or did not like it. Yeah. I think one thing's clear. It is a polarizing no, song. No, it's not. <laughs> it is. It is. Apparently. It's, it's a song that more than a lot of songs, there isn't such a spectrum of feels about King of the Mountain. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, it seems like a huge coincidence that the actual King of the Mountain race is going on. Oh, 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 Yeah. And in the podcast, we didn't really know what the song was about at all. Yeah. Now... I, I had read some stuff about the race car driver, and I just dismissed that out yeah. of hand. We don't think it's about the race car driver. We don't think the Oils would sing a song about yeah. race car driver. I may have even read something about the race up the mountain. Yeah. But... Ooh, did you hear that? Thunder. Ooh, good. So, even then, I don't think the song is about... No. The race, but it certainly is refer. It's inspired by many things, including oh, sure. like it, it does sound like Rob Hurst said that's where they got the that phrase from. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you can use phrases and ideas and uh, events to convey other meanings as well, to use them as metaphors for things. And you were mentioning that one of the guys online um, was very he used some nice nicely worded words when he was talking about it saying yeah that. he said it was not about the race car driver it was referring to the king of the mountain race race foot race yes as yeah. opposed to necessarily even being about it yeah that's right not really it. about it it's yep. referring to it yeah yep. anyway that's good that song's gotten more than its fair share oh boy has it ever <laughs> you try to try to spend five minutes on a on a song and everybody flips out. There's a few other things that we could talk about. Too. Okay. Let me other ask. business arising. And other business arising since last what week. What is that? Is that rain? Is this that's... place leaking? No, I think that's um, the downspout. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I can really hear let's, that. Let's be quiet and, and see if okay. the mics pick it up. Mm. Rain. Sounds like an extended leak. <laughs> a couple too many pints. <laughs> yes, could be. Okay, I got a few things that I want to just mention. 
I was watching video from the uh, Paris show. Did you see that that uh, multicam mix that somebody put together? There was like four people recording over the span of about four songs, and they used like mm. one audio track, and then they were they intercut between a bunch of videos. Nice. Yeah, it, it yep. turned out it turned out really neat. Um, anyway, they were playing Dead Heart at one point during this multicam mix. Yes. And we were talking about the drum assist. Yeah. And definitely drum assist, not bones just plunking away on the bass for it. Uh, oh, okay. For the song, yeah, it was yeah, it was, it was fun to watch. And again, the whole band wandered up to Rob during the intro of it. Um, the crowd was getting their doo-doo-doos going. Yeah. And then he he smacks the snare, and they all just kind of disperse out, and they start doing the song. Yeah. Yeah, it was really neat to yeah. see it. It's something I, you know, if they end up playing Dead Heart in Minneapolis, something I'll be yeah. on the watch we'll for. We'll be watching for that. Yeah. Yeah, the problem-solving of a drummer. Yes. Amazing. They aren't paid enough. I thoroughly concur. And at the end of the, the Paris show here, when they were doing Dead Heart, the crowd just gets back into the doo-doo-doos. Oh. And they do a doo-doo-do encore because the crowd was so into it. <laughs> they just keep going with the doo-doos. Yeah. yeah, it was great. I'll put a link in the show notes to, yeah. to this particular video because it's worth watching. So is it some kind of like a, a French accent when they do... Their dues. Le doux, le le doux, doux. Yeah, doux. the dues. No. Sorry to our French, French listeners. Um, got a nice email from Lincoln Fong. He was listening to the 1098 episode, and he wrote in to give us his thoughts on Superboy taking a plutonium bride. Oh, yeah. Superboy being Reagan, Thatcher being the plutonium bride. I thought, oh, that's a neat way of looking at things. Yeah, okay. cool. I like that. I like that. Yeah, would we call Reagan Superboy? Maybe just like the. It's the marriage. The marriage. It's the marriage. Yeah. Between the powers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. Thank you, Lincoln. One last thing, I thought was interesting. Um, James Gibson um, was talking about the lack of a particular chart when Diesel and Dust was out in does, the states. Does he even like Midnight Oil? Really, when it comes down to it, yeah. Do any of us? That's true. Yes, James was the guy who came up with that originally. We think James originated <laughs> that that very infamous or famous phrase. Yes, I like it. It's good. Thank it, you, James. <laughs> it's something that's made it, into it, just every podcast now. <laughs> that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Anyway, um, back in '88 when uh, Diesel and Dust was charting the modern rock charts in the States didn't exist. So Beds Are Burning had no place to chart so high like the songs from Blue Sky Mining did. So he was talking about the... So it it did... Blue Sky Mining did very well on this chart. Yes. But that chart didn't even exist for Diesel. That's right. So therefore, had it been around when Diesel existed... Yep. Yeah. Then... He's thinking, you know what? Diesel would have been a bigger hit in yeah. the U.S. Yeah, Beds Are Burning sh- certainly would have made it to the top of that chart probably too. Mm. And he was saying, and if you take a look at record sales, Diesel is a platinum record and Blue Sky Mining just a gold record. Yeah. So so despite Blue Sky Mining appearing to have more chart success, yep. or it did have more chart success, yeah. but those don't... A different type of chart success. Yeah, but in actual album sales, Diesel did a lot better yeah they did well with the singles yeah tonight 
Yes. You might have noticed already that we're sounding a little bit off script because I forgot to bring my scripts. I actually read little bits um, for the intros and stuff like that. And that's why I And totally... Darren makes me read them sometimes, yes. even though I don't like them. And that's why I totally blewed the intro. Blewed it. That's why I totally... It's, it's bluted. <laughs> it's been bluted. But that's okay, because you know what we're doing tonight? We're watching Running Time. 45 minutes. Copyright 1990, CBS Records Incorporated. There it is. We're looking at Blue Midnight Oil, Black Rain Falls. On VHS. Hi-Fi Stereo. Yes. On linear tracks. Wow. Yeah. So we're going to throw this in the old VCR. Yeah. And I haven't watched this for... I don't know how many years it's been. Yeah, and I keep thinking I should have a, a digital copy of this somehow. Like with all the all the Midnight Oil things I bought over the years from the Austra- from Australia. Yep. And I guess this just has not been until now the tank. Yep. But we don't have the tank. No, we don't. So let's pop it in. Let's give it a, a watch and a listen, and then we'll talk about Black Rain Falls. Kachunk, kachunk. Oh, you remember your top loading VCR, Darren? You don't still have that, eh? I don't. That was that's, my, my that's, parents. That was your parents. Yeah. I, I love that thing. Kachung, eh? The big... <laughs> it could come out of the top. Yeah. And then... Kachung. That was a satisfying... That, oh, the JVC. The JVC. The yeah, hydro, the it was a JVC. Yeah. Yes. It had these lovely red and green buttons. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice, big, like, rectangle, square type things gray push yes. them in the little light would show up yeah and a couple satisfying switches they go ka-chunk, yeah, ka-chunk, up yeah. and down. you could go from sp to ep or yeah, whatever on them. Yeah. yeah and a remote control with a wire on it one button on the end of a long wire was it just one button like for I, like pretty, start stop i think i had a play pause button that's funny. and that was it all right let's watch this yeah, thing okay So, when was the last time you watched Black Rain Falls, do you think? Quite a few years, because, yeah, yeah, I I do only have it on VHS. I remember watching it with my kids at least once, Yeah, but for all I know, that could be a decade now. I've been been a dad for like 20 years now, and it's all just kind of... Compressed time. I I would be surprised if I hadn't watched this video while I've been living in this house. I've been living in this house for 15 years now. Yeah. I also (laughs) wouldn't be surprised if I'd only watched this video once since I've been living in this house. So it could be like a decade and a half old or since I've watched it. Since you last watched it. It's been a few years at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. There's a few things that I was looking forward to seeing again that were kind of seared into my brain. Yes. Moments from this video. So those were good. Some of them were actually a little bit different. I remember them a little bit differently. Uh, yeah. Funny how our minds work. Eh? I know, eh? There's no such thing as a reliable narrator. So a little bit of background about the video. Yeah. Okay. So this, did we actually say Black Rain Falls? Have we even used that phrase? Yeah. This Let's video was called... This video is called Black Rain Falls, released in 1990, just shortly after Blue Sky Mining. Yep. Darren and I were in high school. So this is when we were kind of really getting into the oils. And my girlfriend at the time had started this environmental club. 
so, at high school. So Robin had to be so part I of it. So I had to be in it. And, and I meant, joined it too. And that meant I had to drag Darren into <laughs> it, right? Yep. And we were called Students, Students for, for the, the Future. SFTF. Yes. And our, our number one thing was trying to recycle pop cans. Was that what we that was? That was I, like... For me, the number one thing was <laughs> making corny videos and getting out of class so I could show the videos in other people's okay, classes. Okay, well, yeah. Because I thought the pop can thing was pretty lame. Yes, we, we made up this idea that we would make a video about environment stuff. Yep and show it to the classrooms that's right and and they and they let us do that so yeah. we put together this half hour ridiculous video i think so and it was kind of patterned after like much music mtv type thing right we had like these vjs who would kind of preach at you about the environment at least a bit of it yeah it was yeah. kind of just oh, this yeah. patchwork that's of right. little clips we put together that's true it was more than just that and uh so before this, Darren and I had gained some notoriety for putting videos together in the 80s in our high school. For because, various projects. And yeah. Stuff. Whenever we had to like do a presentation in front of the class, we'd make a video out of it instead. Yeah. And, and back then, our method of editing videos was having two VCRs hooked together with really dodgy cables. Yep. Uh, and then we hooked our Amiga computer in, which happened to output... Uh, actual composite composite video that a VCR could record and we would put together little slideshows with and stuff and it blew everyone away oh yeah it's it's horrible to look at now if any of it even existed we were making these videos and we did uh, a video presentation that we could show in classrooms yeah we would roll students for the future yeah we'd roll the tv set and the VCR and the great big CRT on the stand into each classroom and all the kids had to listen to us. And they had to watch what we did. Watch our dumb video. And it was another excuse to slip midnight oil stuff in there. Yes. So that that's right. That's why we're bringing this up. Yeah. It's because Black Rain Falls, we used a lot of footage from it. I think it. so, yeah. Yeah, like that whole, at the end, the Antarctica bit. Yeah. And the whole, I think all of um, River Runs Red. Probably. We showed. I think so too, yeah. yeah. We kind of did that as the, the, the much music kind of part of that clip. Yeah. And so some other goofy things, just because some people seem to enjoy Darren and I just talking about stupid things. Uh, <laughs> they wouldn't be listening if Darren, they didn't. <laughs> uh, Darren had a made up superhero called <gasps> Enviro Man. Yeah. And so it was him like leaping about the hallways. Prancing. Prancing <laughs> about the, the around the hallways of our high oh, school. Yeah. And I would tell people not to, yeah, to not recycle to, their cans. Yeah, and to stuff. not litter and to recycle. Yep. And... You I got, had a, a, a body double, wasn't I? Oh, yeah, that's right. Because there was Darren, and then there was Enviroman. Yeah. And, and then they appeared in the same... Yeah, in the same clip. So we were cutting back and forth between... Darren uh, arguing with himself. Yeah, and I had to put on your costume and like be your arm <laughs> yeah. pointing at something. I think so. Another one, we had a, like a, I want to say game show, but not a game. We had Reach for the Top. How would you oh, describe okay. that? Yeah. Quiz... Yeah, a quiz show. A high school, a high school quiz, quiz show, show. Where high schools would face off against one another. And Darren was... Oh, yeah. Right? Yes, I'm remembering this now. So now you... I was on the Reach for the Top You were team. on the Real Reach for the Top show. Yep. And the host of it every week was a guy named Ron Bodice. Yes. And I don't know why, but we started calling him Ron Bodisopolis. <laughs> right? Yeah. Bodice was just his showbiz name. Yeah. His real name. <laughs> So so we had a lot of Greek 
friends yeah. in high school, or like a family of Greek yeah. friends yeah. in high school. Uh, and I guess that's why we thought adding Sopolis <laughs> to the end of everything was was funny. So Darren got to be Ron Bodisopolis. I did. In our made-up environmental quiz show for the sake of, yeah, of that's this, right. right? that's right. Now, am I correct that we also did a bizarre cover of uh, It's Not Easy Being Green? Yeah. Now, had anybody else... We weren't the first. Are you thinking we were the first to... Like misappropriate Kermit the Frog for an environmental message. I'm not saying we were. I'm just saying it was 1990. Yeah. And now that seems so ubiquitous. Of yeah. course, everybody's. Yeah. It's not easy being. I green forgot about and, that too. Yeah. So anyway, that was students for the future. the The take home is that we got to play Midnight Oil in everybody's class, every classroom in the high school, and we got like days off of school because of this. It was great. What a scheme. <laughs> what a scheme. How about a little bit of background as far as what this concert was all about? Yeah, it's it's kind of explained in the video, but then yeah. they got this idea, and it kind of went through a few hands, didn't it? I even think so, the, yeah. Even the, the record label exact. Yeah, and... reading Dodson's book there, yeah, there's a few people who had ideas and inputs and, and made it happen and yeah. took credit for it. So we can be kind of cynical that this was a very set up, orchestrated thing oh yeah this this was a the record company wanted to promote the oils through this yeah yeah and the and the oils say hey okay that's fine and we can still we can do our thing yeah yeah so they they had a warehouse that they were practicing some of the songs in yeah um so yeah basically what happened was they they had a flatbed truck they set it up in a warehouse they ran through some songs and day of the concert flatbed truck pulls up they had permission to shoot a documentary video. Yeah. And the police get wind of the fact that like they had permissions and actually it was the, the police were saying, this is our jurisdiction. You can't do it. And city hall was saying, no, no, this is our jurisdiction. You can't do it. And so they were fighting back and forth over whose jurisdiction was going to get to shut them down. Yeah. And then they said, well, fine, we're just going to let it happen. Yeah. <laughs> Typical. A eh? bureaucracy wins for, for, a moment, right? So they get the <laughs> flatbed in there and um, they, the police get wind. Oh, this isn't actually even going to be a documentary. This is going to be a concert. So, okay, well, well, we're going to shut you down anyway then. No, we're not going to shut you down, but you can only play for like a half an hour or something yeah, like and that. and right now, right? You've got to start yeah, now. And there was something about the guys were off like all having they naps. They were asleep. They were all It was asleep. in the morning, yeah. Yeah, and they got woken up and said, you got to go on now or it's not going to happen at all. Yeah, and I think they were in like jumping in cabs and they were in a couple different cabs and they had to get out of the cabs and run down the street and (laughs) run up on stage and plug in and play. play. No sound check, no nothing. And it almost seemed like in the first song there, Dream World, that that maybe like the monitors weren't tuned in or whatever you have to do with it because Pete seemed to be struggling just a little bit at the beginning there. It was pretty pitchy there at the beginning and yeah yeah definitely Dream World the opening song was a little bit uh, a little bit dodgy. It was still good. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Bones was sounding good. Pete was sounding pretty good but you you could tell that I I, at least I was thinking for that first song something was was wrong. Yeah Yeah. he was he was he was working hard to to make it sound as good as he did. Yeah this whole album is or not album sorry this whole video yeah is full of quotes that we love eh yeah and like i don't know if everybody's like this but when we were young <laughs> you know so here we are what were we 17 18 when this sure. came out yeah that sounds right 
And we found all kinds of things funny and quotable. Oh, yeah. There was an album my uncle gave me, Firesign Theater. Yeah. Everything You Know is Wrong. And it was this bizarre, hippie, California comedy troupe. And my uncle gave it to me. I don't think my parents knew what was on that because they probably wouldn't have been into uh -uh. that. No. Yeah. But we listened to it all the time. We quote it like crazy. Um, All kinds of great uh alien conspiracy stuff and weird weird hippies and <laughs> it was full of oh, bizarre man stuff alive. <laughs> yeah but it was just lewd and yeah. innuendo oh, yeah. and so but the, yeah the point here is that we would quote it all the time but that was the only thing of course we were no. we're getting to monty python yep. we're coin monty python but kind of bizarrely this this came along black rain falls and there are all kinds of quotable bits in yeah. it, too. Do you want to do quotable bits now or as they come along in the songs? Yeah, I guess we'll mostly deal with them. But uh, just even the intro, uh, Pete gives an intro at the beginning of the song. They're putting up that big banner yep. that says, you know, Midnight Oil makes us dance. Exxon Oil makes us sick. Yeah. And he's just doing his things like, let's dance while we think about it. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. Like yeah. Even, even that one. And they were, well, especially Pete, but Rob... You know, they're both well-spoken guys mm-hmm. who always have quotable things. They're, yeah. Everything they say has a bit of, has character to yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And one other thing I do want to say. Sure. Is this the first time, I think this was the first time we saw the Oils live. You and I, yeah. You and I, like, I mean, not live, but like to see them perform. Yeah. Up until this point, for us, mm-hmm. it was just listening to their tapes and yeah. listening to their record the first real live like with real mistakes yeah and stuff to and see yeah. them in a concert setting yeah. Yeah. yeah that's right uh so that would have had a big impact on us too you yeah know, just actually seeing what what do these guys really look like what yeah what do they sound like when they're playing live yeah. oh this is so this is what live music is like yeah this is what yeah, yeah. so it's pretty cool dream world i i just like the um the the warbly guitar i think it's jim but i'm not sure doing yeah, that i presume it is too doing that uh those descent those simple descending lines that dream world has yep. but the guitar was extra tremolo-y tremolo-y warbly yeah. and i think it might just be tremolo but there's something else to it that i'd like to identify by the way the rain has stopped yeah it's gone quiet yes okay then there's a little interview clip uh, with the with some of the guys in the band, and that was just notable for me. In just kind of, they're saying, you know, we Australians, we don't know any better that you can't just you know come and do this kind of thing. You can't just pull up in a truck and play your loud rock and roll in front of the Exxon building. And <laughs> that's how we do things back home <laughs> with a little wink. Yeah, yeah, we kind of know you don't do this, but yeah. Oh yeah, another quote there. I love it when the suits and ties clap. Yeah, that was that's right. One. And it's interesting. Pete calls it guerrilla action. Right? He's yes. got, we got a little bit of grill action going on here. Yeah. Yeah. Like not the monkey. Not those monkeys. <laughs> the gorilla. Rob really gets his money's worth out of the cowbell on this uh, six song thing that they're doing today. He's working today. his cowbell. Oh, yeah. Blue Sky Mining start gets a great cowbell start going on there before Pete pulls out the harp. Yeah. Yeah. And they rip into it. This, this is terrible. All I have is notes about their appearance in the video i know i was thinking the same kind of things like man i'm gonna be writing down man rob looks so great yeah he's uh, so so this <laughs> bones is kinda, has got spiky hair <laughs> yeah bones has got his cool spiky hair uh yeah rob is kind of like at his peak ripped like I think this is so, kind of yeah. peak rob peak rob so this is 20 
So what would he be in about early 30s then? Is this like 30, 32? We can, we can find out. Yeah, we can find out how old they were. He was born in 55. He is currently 61. Yeah, so he was 35 of this show. Yeah. So maybe that's that's peak, peak Rob. Peak Rob. Yeah. No, he's got the big vein on the bicep. Yeah. You know? <laughs> okay, and, and this, this has bugged me for 27 years. Okay. That hair on Peter Garrett's ear. <laughs> yep. What's with that? He's in my mind. Has everybody it seen this? It was like a nine-inch piece of hair floating <laughs> out of his ear. So I'm glad to see it. As, oh no, it's like maybe an inch it's or only two. two or th- <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, I but remember talking for hours about this hair. About hair. Did you not know that he's got this hair growing out of his ear? <laughs> It's really long. Like, yeah, it's, how many how months they miss? have you not <laughs> noticed that there? Yeah. So I, I don't know if we can get a screen cap of that and put that in the show notes or whatever. But just Google uh, are Peter we the, Garrett ear hair. Yeah, ear hair. And you'll see, especially during Blue Sky Mining, but it shows up throughout the video. Yeah, his right ear. And there's yep. just this big old hair growing. <laughs> like... You are so disrespectful to the band. Do we even like... Do you even like Midnight Oil? Yeah. Man, you're just trying to... You're not allowed to have those kind of opinions. No. And Jim is doing some funny yeah. little dances in here. He's yep. really into it. And it's, it's exciting to see, like... I, I always think of Jim as being the nerd of the band. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like I'm the nerd. Yep. And you're the nerd. Yeah. Uh, well, and uh, so I think we feel... I feel, anyway, a kinship yeah. with Jim. And so when... He dances awkwardly in a different way than yeah. what Pete obviously famously dances yeah. awkwardly. Uh, but Jim does these little dances. And hey, can we just talk about Jim holds his guitar pick, his plectrum, yeah. in an odd way. Have you ever noticed? He, he, oh, no. He really, his wrist... See, I don't do picks the right way anyway because of my stupid arm. Yeah, you've got. I can't. I can't hold it and pluck properly, so I, I'm always holding my pick stupid. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. By Darren's stupid arm, he means that his right wrist, my ulna and my radius fu- are they're not fused, not but fused, it's but. it's like they're fused. And you know, most people, if you put your hands in front of you, like, um, like you're praying or something like yeah. that, and then you were, pretend like you're opening a book. Yes. My left hand, I can put my yeah like you flat, can't but you can't i can't put your right hand i can't flat. turn it more than 45 degrees yeah so you've got a limited range of motion on i your cannot right hold a like a spoon properly in my right hand and get it to my mouth <laughs> without like sticking my <laughs> elbow way out there and yeah <laughs> so when i end up strumming the guitar i'm holding my pick wrong so does Jim hold his pick wrong? Well, no, no. I'm not going to call it wrong. Yeah, it's just, differently. Yeah, it's different. I, I don't know anybody else who holds the pick like him. And he doesn't use his... He seems to rarely use his wrist while he strums. It kind of comes from his elbow yeah. more or something. Oh, good. I'm glad. Yeah. Because so uh, that's something I have in common with well, So he's kind of like you. Yeah, because I strum from my elbow. Yeah. Let's not talk about the song, but you notice that guy standing by the lamppost who looked like Rick Ocasek from The Cars? Yeah. He's got the sunglasses at that, that one that's point. That's right. And I was thinking, I don't remember the fellow's name, but he's a, a reporter or a writer for Rolling Stone magazine. Yeah, that Rolling Stone guy I've who seen... loves the oils. And whenever they're in the States, he meets up with them. Yeah. So maybe that's him. Eh? I, yeah, I was wondering, is that that guy? It looks like it could be him. Yeah. Who knows? 
Yeah, and and this video is full. Like you know, they've got these thousands of people, oh, yeah. New Yorkers the there, shots. and they they do a lot of crowd shots during it. Mm-hmm. And there's certain people that just are so distinct looking and just kind of stand out. Yep. And so I'm always reminded, like when I watch this video again, even if it's been ten years or whatever, I remember all these different people. Yep. Yeah, it's yeah. it's interesting. You wonder, you know, what happened to all these people yeah. and. Do, do they even like get a copy of the video? Like did, they just kind of wandered out, saw the show and went yeah. on with their life. Do yeah. they know did, Midnight Oil? Do did they... they know they ended up in the video? Yeah. And yeah. yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Then there's another uh, Greenpeace conference. Yep. And Pete's saying something they want to move outside of simple entertainment. Mm-hmm. Then they're cutting to all this uh, footage of the destruction. Oh yeah, I guess we didn't actually say... They pulled up the truck in front of the Exxon oil building. Did we see yeah. this? Yeah, no, we didn't say that. Yet. Yeah, and this has kind of prompted the Exxon Valdez. Is yep, it the Exxon was it, Valdez? It was a, a big oil tanker yep. that wrecked. Yeah, I was gonna say that leaked. That leaked. <laughs> <laughs> that wrecked. Uh, spilled. Spilled yep. its oil uh, up around Alaska, yep. and Exxon Oil did the bare minimum. Yeah. That was required of them and, and left. And took as long as they could. Yeah, to, they dragged their feet. They were as, yeah. as not good about it as they could possibly be, it seems. Yeah. And the government didn't do all that much, or maybe couldn't, or whatever, yeah. uh, to force them to clean up more. So, in a way, this whole protest concert was kind of like a public shaming of Exxon. Yeah. And kind of... a. And they point out that this happened to Exxon. Yeah, yeah. But it could be anything. Yeah, that's right. So there's a bigger picture thing here too. It's yeah, that's just, right. Yeah. They they made a good point of saying that too. Yes, yeah. this happened to to Exxon, but I think Rob even said that they were using the Exxon Valdez as a metaphor. No, Pete was saying that as a metaphor for what's going on in the world today. Yeah, this there's, is the all whole this world. stuff is happening. Yeah, yeah. And we chose uh, the Exxon in front of the Exxon building and Exxon, not because we attribute. Uh, any special or particular blame uh, to that corporation, but because uh, the spill of oil in Prince William Sound some 15 minutes a- months ago from the Exxon Valdez and the whole history of what happened since that period of time for us was a perfect image and a metaphor for what's going on right around the world, in our own country, in Europe, in the third world and here. And there are things that we think are, are so important that they have to be said, and we wanted to say it, and we said it today, and the best way that we could say it was with song. And then, so yeah, you see the footage, and there's this one where, you know, they're pulling these birds, coated in, dead birds, yep. coated in oil, out, and, uh, and maybe even like a little, I don't know if it was like a, I want to say a walrus, but a little seal. A seal yeah. yeah, pull a seal out, yep. and a uh, walrus. <laughs> <laughs> the Alaskan walrus, eh? A little one. Yeah, a little one. Oh, and I liked how they said the oil spillers, referring to Exxon. Yeah, there was a little, like, reference, you know, we were seen there in front of the oil spillers or something. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and kind of interesting play on on the oils. Again, just like that sign as well, that midnight oil makes makes us dance. Just let me drink my water. Instant karma. 20 minutes of practice in the shed and then out on the street. Yeah. I love the uh, the choppy guitars on this, yeah. and the when we try to say the the rith- the rhythm, yeah, yeah, because Martin's Martin's got the real chop going on, yeah, and then Jim's got like the the syncopated kind of thing going on on his guitar, yeah. This this is a good video to watch because, well, this was the first time we were able to watch them playing, and so we could say, oh, 
Martin's doing this on the guitar, Jim's doing this on the guitar. We can hear different guitar things happen on, but sometimes it's difficult to pull it apart in your head when you're just listening to it, or at least it was for me. Yeah. But to see this kind of stuff up on the flatbeds, like, oh, okay, that's this is how they kind of divide the duties. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that interplay between two guitars. What do you think of Rob's performance on this one? Oh, the that drum fill in the well, first yeah, verse there. Yeah, I think he does it twice, but especially one, the yeah. first one. Yeah, and I totally forgotten about it, but just as it was about to happen, it's like, I know what he's going to do here. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a nice fill. Yeah. Pete gets a great line, something about uh, the corporate masters who rule our destinies and so on and so forth. <laughs> so on and so forth, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that was another the quotable one. The quote that I wrote down for the beginning of this one was, if you believe in this, you believe things can get a little bit better. Yeah. I think what he was trying to get across here is, I don't think this concert was so much about placing blame and saying things are awful. I think what they're trying to do is make something positive about the whole thing. So you can believe, if you believe in this, you, you believe that things can get better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess in a way he's saying that they must, if, if you do believe in karma, you must believe this is going to come around what Exxon is doing. It's going to come back to them. It has to come back to them. And yeah, you made a comment as we were listening about, uh, Pete's voice really suits the song. Yeah, this one he's singing really well. He's getting lots of lots of grit into his voice. Yeah. And he's just going for it. Yeah, it sounds it sounds John Lennony to me yeah. as as his voice is kind of breaking as he's singing through it. Yeah. Yeah. Really I like it. You never know what will happen at lunchtime. That <laughs> yeah, was another, that's another at the, one, yeah. at the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the little press conference clip between Instant Karma and River Runs Red, just talking about the positivity again. Pete says, I hope we made a positive statement in view of this mega crisis. And maybe that's what was kind of flavoring my my thoughts as to the positivity of this whole video, as opposed to being a major downer. Yeah, that that's right. It isn't the downer that it could have been. Yeah. And maybe pre-Bones, uh, it would have been. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. You know, Pete seems like, like in these clips, he just seems like a genuinely positive guy, though. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, there's this awful stuff. And, and yeah, there's like, you, you hear mutter under his breath at the end when there's, you were calling it the Greenpeace sermon at the end. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's despicable or yeah. a, a disgrace or something like that. You yes. know, so he gets that stuff in there. But generally, he's got bright eyes and a smile and he's delivering things in a... Yeah, upbeat. he's, well, he's a charismatic guy and yeah. he knows, you know, how to, how to get people you to catch listen. more flies with honey. You do. I guess. Into River Runs Red. Yeah, I, I love how they catch uh, Rob at his drum kit, kind of like leaning down towards the camera. And he's talking oh, about, yeah. you know, this this one's for Captain Hazelwood, or or if we had known... If we'd known Captain, Captain Hazelwood, Hazelwood was drunk, <laughs> it was we might have run renamed his ship it aground. Yeah. Ocean Runs Black. Uh, we're changing the words for today. That's <laughs> yeah, that's said. right. Yeah. Jim's still got the, that tremolo type thing going on with his guitar here. Yeah. The recording on Blue Sky Mining, is his guitar as warbly as it is Yeah, I don't concert? think so. I think he kind of played it up yeah. more for both of these. Yeah, these sounds songs. good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like it. And these songs really come alive performing them live. Like there's just oh, yeah. that extra energy to them. It was neat for me to see Rob, because this was one of the songs from Blue Sky Mining where... 
he built up the percussion like it it's not necessarily a straight ahead kick snare hat kick snare hat type song but yeah. he was building up different sounds in the percussion to make the rhythm of the song and he's doing it live here he's got the tambourine thing going one of his drums must be mic'd with an echo or a delay on it because he's got that echoing kind of sound coming after it yeah so it was neat to watch him yeah do that kind of thing live yeah and when they do this live uh it becomes obvious how Jim is the foundation of this song mm. uh, with his piano yeah. uh, playing and the yeah, arpeggios. We'd, we'd seen the, the keyboard off to the side of the stage all the way and just waiting for what song is going to be the first one to use it. Yeah, and and the bass is propelling it along. And then, like you say, Rob's doing his various percussion bits. So, yeah, I, I like this one a lot. I, I think I mentioned on the Blue Sky Mining podcast, this is one of my favorite bass lines. I wasn't hearing the bass too well today, but that's just we are watching it on a... A uh, little TV, and that's okay. And my but, my VCR is old, and it might have not been sending out the nicest signal. Yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah, but probably like a regular flat screen TV. Yeah, there's, there, it's, there's not no put a lot, there. it's not gonna put a lot. It's not gonna put a lot of bass. Yeah. So that's okay. I don't have a lot to say about the bass except what I imagine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rob's got an iconic kind of a repeating vocal part in this song my hands yeah oh well done thank you what do that again my hands oh, that doesn't wow. sound at all no, we're that's... hiring you <laughs> the golden tones yeah the golden tones guys if bones ever get sick or something like that no no, no Rob I don't want to rep- I want to be in you the band with Bo? Rob Oh. I want I want a tour with Rob. Okay. And just watch what he does and learn from him. Can I be his understudy? You could just be his, his drum technician. They get to sit next to him all night. Swing the Swing microphone that mic out. in. That'd yeah. be great. Yeah. I'd do that for a tour. So I, I think by this point in the concert, Pete was doing really well with the vocals. Mm-hmm. Like I think they he gave really good performance at this show. Yeah. Yeah. Then there's another little interview with some of the New Yorkers' responses. And then we get Progress. Progress, yeah. And uh, and again, Pete has some good lines. Uh, if you're trapped in a building all morning with a window that, you know, with windows that it won't open, open, come on down on here, stand under a tree, and you'll know what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, something yep. like that. That's and, another uh, one of those lines. For yeah. Progress, uh, I'd have to see some of the old versions with Giffo playing this live. Mm. But it seems that they really did pick this up live from Species. This Like the pro- tempo. Yeah, the tempo, yeah. yeah. Progress was the only song that was kind of slow on Species Diseases. It mm. wasn't slow. No, it wasn't. But but it was lacking something, and they really picked it up here. And they also created this new intro that's longer, that, that is now a standard part. When they play Progress live, there's this whole intro, and the bass kind of does yeah. this circular thing. Yeah, and, and, and Rob's getting his cowbell. Yeah, and the cowbell's going, yep. and there's these uh, guitar riffs that kind of build the song up in a way that the live or the original studio version doesn't do. Mm-hmm. This song was another good example of Martin and Jim trading riffs. Mm-hmm. Oh trading yeah. Their, yeah. Absolutely. Doing the yeah. Back this is when we really started learning that. Oh yeah. They're doing this back and forth thing with the chords. Yep. And yeah, I was wondering the crowd was, seemed to be really into this song. The crowd seemed really into the whole concert, but I was wondering how well known this song may have been to the people who are listening to it? Or is this just an example of you play a good rock song in front of a crowd who wants to hear a good show and you're going to get a great response? Yeah, it, it could be a bit of both. 
It'd be funny if a lot of people knew species songs. I can't imagine that, in New that York people in would know. Yeah, progress. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but speaking of crowd recognition, for sometimes yeah. a roar goes through the crowd uh, at the beginning of sometimes because here, oh yeah, here's a big diesel and dust hit. Yeah, for probably sure. yeah a very large percentage. Yeah, yeah, everybody did know it. And again, this is where sometimes really comes into its own, just like progress mm-hmm. on species. Yeah, on diesel and yep. dust, uh, sometimes is a slower pace. Okay, and this is another song that they really pick up when they do live it's become an, another thing i i still maintain that sometimes is a great album closer on diesel and dust and it's a great song to finish like this mini concert with yeah. but yeah it's it's got a life of its own beyond the album version yeah it's developed it's developed into something even stronger than the album version yeah i think so this has the iconic moment yes when pete decides to Let's climb up on top of this stack of speakers. Let's climb the cabinet. And all the roadies are rushing. Well, not right away. Well, not so much the first time, right? No. And what happens? Tumble on down. <laughs> so, yeah, there's this fall, and Pete suddenly is falling off the speakers. This is something that imprinted us, I think, oh, as, yeah. as young guys. This is like, oh, wow, this is a great video because we get to see Pete climbing up on the thing. Oh, Pete, and you're falling down. There he oh, goes. Oh, he's falling. And, and the band is looking like Bones has this look of shock on well, his face. Bones looks over his shoulder at it, yeah. but Rob, Rob's just smiling yeah. and keeps on playing away. <laughs> and I don't think that he didn't notice. Yeah. I think that he's Man, just, the oh, show must go on. The show must go on. Yeah, but Pete, yeah. Pete'll be good. Maybe but, he could see that Pete recovered very quickly from it too. Yeah, yeah. So I I love that that's that happens to be a moment when the whole band is singing along. Like So I, they I, have to keep singing. So they keep singing and I'm not sure they're looking like Bones is just finishing his singing his part when he kind of starts seeing yeah. uh Pete fall. Uh but they just keep going and then yeah. Uh, and then kind of from behind the cabinet, Pete <laughs> climbs up, clambers up, and he does this huge, you know how long his arms are? Yeah. His arm goes way out to grab it. I think the roadie had picked up the mic already. Yep. Yeah. And there's this lunge for the mic, and up he goes again. And, Doesn't yeah. miss anything. So, yeah. Just in time. You know, the cynic in me wonders if this was staged at all. Really? Be- I don't think so. Should I even say, what do you think of this? That that was planned. I don't know. Hmm. The, the only reason I suggest this is because it's funny how of all the songs for this to happen, it's the sometimes like you're yeah. you're beaten. You, you sometimes get sometimes down, you take the fall, but and, you get back but you, up. Yeah, but you don't give in, and then you go to the next highest speaker up. Yeah, even then you go even higher. Before. You go across the stage yeah. and climb up that one. Yeah, and and this is where I was saying. Okay, now the crew is there. Hold, is that Mike Lippold down there? Is he yeah. bracing the That's speakers right. from we behind? We were naming all the various crew member <laughs> names that we've got. There's Mike, and he's yeah. holding that That's down. Right. And oh, and the credits at the end. Everyone's got like a nickname in quotes. Like yes. there's Rainbow was somebody's nickname, and everyone's got <laughs> nicknames. So yeah, as we were watching this, Darren and I were like throwing out all these names of roadies that we knew saying they're all trying to hold that cabinet as Pete's jumping up and down, and they're, yeah. they're probably shouting at him, stop. Turn around, what yeah, are you doing? He's jumping around. Still. Yeah. Who do you <laughs> think you are, Michael Stipe? You don't need to turn face west or whatever you do. Bones' mic gets knocked over. I had forgotten about that. Yeah. His mic stand kind of falls out into the crowd and 
gets picked up. Yeah. So like, was it Pete's mic cord wraps around it or oh, something? Oh, maybe that's what happened. Eh? Yeah. yeah. And then so as Pete goes across the stage to do that, knocks over the microphone yeah. stand. <laughs> Get out of my way, guys. I'm everywhere. going over this stack of speakers over here. And he's taken so long to climb up the speakers yeah. that they have like this extended... Yeah, they do this. Uh, is it the end of the chorus or whatever? It's like no, I guess int- it's yeah, it's the intro to the chorus or whatever yeah. that they just extend and extend and well, extend. Well, that's why it's quite like an intermission. Climbs. It's yeah, like exactly. And now yeah. we'll have this intermission. Well, Pete climbs up. Yeah, and uh, and so it's like Martin and Jim are are doing this riff thing together, almost like it was planned. But you know, I guess they're just. I that guess good. we just got to keep looping this around yeah. and around. I guess we better stay here. And Rob, yeah, being. The good drummer that he is, yep. taking charge, solving the problems. Yep. He sees, okay, we're extended here. How do we know when we're all coming in together? Yep. Two, three, three four. four. And bam, then everyone's bam, bam. back in. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. Good job, boys. So after sometimes there's a bit of time spent in the crowd. Yeah, that's and right. And there's this scene where there's, there's this guy who's holding his Exxon oil card. Mm-hmm. And other fellow New Yorkers are saying, tear it up, tear, yeah, it, up. tear it up. Yeah. And he's like, he puts away his wallet. He's not sure. And they're like, come on. Well, you know, yeah. He pulls it out and they starts folding it and breaking, yeah. the, breaking the credit card. Those so, New yeah. Yorkers. Those New Yorkers. What was it that uh, Rob said? You know, New Yorkers aren't known for being shy or something yeah. like that. Yeah. They're, they're always happy to give you yeah, their, give opinion. their opinion. Talk Talk to a camera. Then there's a bit more of a a press conference. And this is where, for me, the quote yes. from the video comes. You get to do it. And you know what? This is the one that I, my brain has fooled me. I remember it differently than they say it. Okay. The quote is, where's the doubled hulled ship? Where is it? Where is it? Yeah. It's kind of even the pause there. Look around. Where is it? <laughs> and and that's kind of the fun that we used to get out of it is the pause, look around, where is it? But in my mind, it's always where are the double hull tankers. Yeah. Where, where are, are they? they? Yeah. Call me the king of the mountain. And because we haven't had enough of King of the Mountain. <laughs> I had forgotten. So had I. That there's this King of the Mountain thrown in. I guess they were thinking, man, we haven't put enough music in this video. <laughs> And hey, what's what's the what's a really popular hit song? <laughs> you know, oh, we got this real cracker of a song, <laughs> "King of the Mountain." Let's put that in there, and let's edit together the corniest video oh we can imagine, starring yes, yeah, starring. <laughs> so the video super contrived shows each individual band member and pops their name up on the screen, right? <laughs> yeah, is that and. Yeah, is it just on this, like, on the videotape for Black Rain Falls, or, like, does it do that? Was that on MTV what like was that? that even on the MTV? And Pete's climbing this this <laughs> pile of dirt. It's, like, four feet high. <laughs> he's climbing the mountain. He's making a big deal about it. He's <laughs> on his hands and knees crawling up this thing. And then he gets there, he does this little jig. Let's <laughs> do a jig. <laughs> yes, he does. He's the king uh, of the mountain. He climbed, he climbed up the dirt pile. Don't call me king of the yeah, mountain. Don't call. You know what? There's even a... even in ninety, I thought that bit was corny. Yeah. You know, I was like seventeen and thought the oils were the greatest thing. Even then, a little bit of redemption oh. for the song, or at least for the video. <laughs> Let's keep talking about king of mountain. <laughs> king of the mountain. Okay. 
In the context of the Black Rain Falls video, yeah. the line, there are some things we can't, we can't replace. replace. Oh, yeah. That's a good line. It is. It fits in, and it almost makes me say, well, look at that. That's This has a point after all. This yeah, has some... at least that line <laughs> has some merit to it. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. So, wow. we don't hate King of the Mountain. No. But if you can't have a little laugh at your favorite yeah. musicians ever sometimes. So, you know what? I wonder if that horrible video for it fed feeds our opinion of the song. Maybe. The, yeah, make, yeah, maybe makes it just a bit more of a... And as, as we stop watching the video and sit down to record this bit, we pop on Facebook and find out, oh, there's been like 35 replies to a comment to a comment on the King of the Mountain yeah. thread on the Facebook group. Was That's like, right. I was, saying, I was saying it was 155 comments on the King of the Mountain thread. Yep. That's right. Then Andrew... Uh, our good buddy Andrew Shakespeare yep. makes another comment. Oh, hey, did we mention everybody? We didn't yet. Oh, okay. Well, we'll do that soon. We'll do but, that next. Uh, yeah, Andrew Shakespeare makes another comment, and somebody, you know, blah, blah, blah. Next thing I know, 33 more comments <laughs> just on that subthread. Yeah. Man alive. Everybody oh. wants to talk about King of the Mountain, so we're giving you what you want. <laughs> Maybe we should have a dedicated King of the Mountain episode. <laughs> Let's do that next. I see. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So this is this is um just as we started recording, I posted a message to Facebook saying, first reply to this message gets a special hello. Matt Messina? Yeah. You were first. Hey Matt. Do these guys even know anything about midnight oil? <laughs> Mark missed it by like half a second and Andrew Shakespeare was like another three quarters of a second behind him. Wow. So yeah. Oh congratulations. Graham missed out by well. like three minutes, and yeah. then the thread went dead. Okay. Hi, guys. Hey there. Thanks for your support. You know what's fun? Just what? hanging out. Like, it's been fun doing these podcasts. Yeah. But I I really, I like hanging out. Like, there's not much that Facebook has to offer me these days. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I like checking the group and, and oh, yeah. seeing the discussions. And, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it has been. It's been a, it's been a really good year for Midnight Oil stuff. It has been. And it's only July. Yes. And at the rate, it's a good thing the Circle Tour is taken all year. Man alive. Because we're taking that long to put these out, right? I had ambitions to have this wrapped up by the time we saw them in Toronto in May. Yeah. Yeah. That what, ain't happening. What was I that thinking? Did not have, what were you thinking? Oh, you know what? We didn't mention Antarctica. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like the, the closing credits. Yeah. So after they hit us with this uh, King of the Mountain video. <laughs> oh. Uh, then they do this little Antarctica ending yeah. where they play the whole song, but they do these series of, I guess we would call them PowerPoint slides nowadays or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Oh, oh, Siri thought I talked to her. Hey, Siri. Sorry, I couldn't find anything called pulp. Pulp. Hey, series of pulp PowerPoint. <laughs> Wait, I want to try. Here are some pics. Pulp fiction. Pulp. A film about life, death, and supermarkets. UFO TV presence. Oh, I want Pulp that one. Fiction, the Golden Age. Ooh, the Would Golden you like Age. to hear the rest? No. No. Okay, my turn. Okay. Hey, Siri. What is King of the Mountain? I found some information about King of the Mountains on Wikipedia. Would you like me to read it to you? Yes. 
King of the Mountains is the title given to the best climber in a cycling road race, usually and officially known as the Mountains classification. For women's cycle racing, a similar term, Queen of the Mountains, com, is used, while the title may be given to the rider who achieves the highest position over several designated climbs in a single day road race. Okay, that's enough, Siri. Apply to stage races okay, where stop. Points are Okay, two two comments. Yeah. First of all, I was wrong about the foot race. I don't know why I didn't realize it was a cycle. No, no, no. It it probably is a foot race. The King of the Mountain race, like in Australia, oh, that's happening okay. right now. Yeah. It probably is a foot race. Okay. But yeah, now that Siri tells me that, it's like yeah, of course I've heard that term referred to like in Tour de France and stuff like Your that. Your Siri is a dude. My Siri is an Australian dude. Wow. How'd that happen? Well, you can do that kind of thing. Can you? Yeah. That's wow. That what was the second age. thing. We are living in a golden age. It really is a golden age. Do you have anything else that you want to say? Oh, yeah. I I want to finish saying that about Antarctica. Oh, yeah. We were talking about PowerPoint slides and then Siri interrupted. Yeah. So there are a series. (laughs) There she is. She goes again. Stop it. There are some TV shows. The Handmaid's Tale. Game of Thrones. And Suits. Would you like to hear the rest? No! <laughs> Stop interrupting. Oh. So I can't say a series. Oh, you did. Okay. Okay. Anyway, there's these slides that come up. It's halfway between kind of like a, a speech or a sermon. Yeah. It feels a little like poetry. Yeah, it's a bit poetic. Um, so it's kind of neat. Yeah, and, and and you caught at least the one reference. What what would a prosperous man? Well, yeah, exactly. There was there's it's on VHS, and I've already re- rewound yeah. it, so I'm not going to look it up. But I thought, oh, that one slide, you know, that looks like it was like lifted straight out of the Bible. What does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Yeah, and yeah, just replaced gains the whole world and loses his soul with dumps oil into with the dust. Straits of Juan de Fuca and something else. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, uh, presumably the guys... Uh, yeah, I wonder who wrote that. Yeah. You know, did Pete write that? Yeah, or maybe or it was whoever. the collective thing. Yeah. I wonder yeah. if it went through the regular yeah. or songwriting process. Was it somebody else? Was it the Greenpeace folks? Yeah. I don't know. It it seems like seems like somebody who would be familiar with that Bible passage probably yeah. wrote that slide. Yeah, so it was, all, it was interesting listening to Antarctica, yeah. uh, but watching these new... Almost like lyrics yeah. for it. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, interesting. And the baby seal. So is there anything else to say? We talked about our... Concluding thoughts? We haven't done concluding thoughts since, like, head injuries. I... Back in the days where we didn't feel like we had to talk about every song. <laughs> we would talk about the album in general, then we would talk about our favorite bass bits and yeah. drum bits, and then maybe our favorite song each. Yeah. Yeah, Black Rain Falls was like a kind of formative video for me. Gave me, anyway, the idea, boy, having a band would be really cool. Mm. Uh, look at the things they, they get to do. Yeah. Boy, they're making a difference. They're yeah. showing those guys. And you know, and that's probably when I was at my peak left-wingy kind of yep. ideas. Yep. So it, it really fed into that. But it was, again, we've talked about how the oils have always been, they've always been there for us. Oh, yeah. Helping us to see a bigger picture of the world. Yep. And yep. this video did that. Yeah, very for sure. Much. Yeah. I, I enjoyed watching this again. Um, yeah. It, just, it brings back memories. There's bits of these songs from these recordings that are tucked back in my brain that just get unlocked like a yeah. moment before it happens and stuff like that. So, yeah. 
the the spontaneity of a live performance, how certain things will be done. Well, even even their recordings where there'll be oh, a, yeah. that distinct snare we've talked about or yep. whatever. Yep, whatever. All it is. the little sounds, the little this is full of them. There's a there's yep. a squelch. It's almost like somebody's yep. on CB radio yep. at the end of at the end of River Runs Red. Pete's like singing la la la, and yep. and there's this sound, yep. like a from a police and car it's or just something. Part of that belongs in this recording yep. of it. Yeah, it's part of it. And with that, it's time to to rewind. Please be kind and, and rewind your VHS tape. Put it back into the little cardboard box Sleeve. that it belongs into. And <laughs> it belongs into. <laughs> Turn off the VCR and the TV. Did you do that yet? The TV's off. No, what is, what's the script tell me to do? Put put the video back on the shelf. Slide the vinyl back into its... Retract your stylus. And say goodnight. <laughs> Until next, next time, time. When we'll be listening to 1991's Screamin' Blue Live, here on Comfortable Place on the Couch, a Midnight Oil podcast. Show notes are online at darrenfolds.com slash podcasts. Hey, faithful listeners, we really appreciate you tuning into each episode. Whenever, whenever we, get them we out, release them. What would really help us get out to more Midnight Oil fans would be if you leave a review for our show on iTunes or Google Play, mm-hmm. and yeah. you can rate us one star or five stars or somewhere in between. <laughs> the thing is, there are a reasonable number of listeners to the podcast. We're almost at 3,500 downloads of the individual episodes. Oh. That doesn't include people that just go to the website and listen to the episodes. So yeah. that's not too bad. But when you go to search for us in iTunes, we just don't show up. So it'd be super helpful for us and for other people who aren't involved with the Facebook group, who are interested in finding some Midnight Oil stuff on iTunes or Google Play Music. Give a little review that shows that you actually do listen to us, not very good show or something. So yeah, if you could just take five minutes to click your way through and, and leave us a short little review, we'd really appreciate it. And thank you to the few of you who have left reviews for us. Yeah. Oh, by the way, iTunes localizes like reviews are only for that country. Mm-hmm. So when you leave a review on iTunes, only your fellow countrymen uh, and women can see that review. So if That's you're right. in a place, so let's have a contest. Let's see what country can get the most reviews by the end of August, and we will sing a song of praise for the country. We will perform it live on the podcast. Wow. Unless it's Australia. <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> a dumb joke. Okay. So for Robin Harbin, wait, we keep on doing this backwards. Yeah. And people good. are confused. Yeah, it does. It does convince. So, so I'm actually Darren Folds. No, you're not. So for Robin Harbin, I'm Darren Folds. I'm Robin. Good night. Good night.